This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Lynn McGranger has been a staple on our screen since she joined the cast of Home and Away back in 1992. She's been playing Irene Roberts for almost 30 years and has just released a tell-all autobiography, Acting Up, Me, Myself and Irene. I cannot convey. How excited I am to chat with you today. Good morning, Lynn McGranger. Good morning, Ali. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, well, you are welcome anytime. Um, you are, what, the, the second longest serving cast member on Home and Away? Yes, yes. Uh, they haven't thrown me out yet. <laughs> I believe I'm the longest running female playing the one role in Australia. Oh. Possibly the Southern Hemisphere, not England, because they have people who are 350 years old over there <laughs> on their shows. Um, and uh, Ray, of course, is the lo- Ray Ma, who plays Alf, is the longest running um, actor in in an ongoing role. Wow! So you, though, you were a primary school teacher before joining the show. How did you land the gig? I taught for a little while, but honestly, without being falsely modest, I was just not cut out to be a school teacher. Mm. Um, I, I couldn't stand the red tape. I just couldn't. I wasn't devoted enough, you know, bottom line. And fortunately, I recognised that and, and got got out of it and, uh, and then gradually segued into acting and did quite a bit of theatre and, uh, and comedy and stand-up and things like that and then um, auditioned. For um, Home and Away back in the '92, and um, and got a landed a three month role replacing Jackie Phillips as uh, Irene Roberts, and just thought it was going to be a three month role. And then six months later, I was back again, and and uh, you know they still haven't woken up to the fact that I'm still there. <laughs> Just winging it, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just winging it. You bet I am. So 28 years as Irene Roberts, are you able to actually kind of just wing it with the lines or on a show like Home and Away, do you have to be kind of pedantic with the script that they've given you? Well, look, Ali, it's not Shakespeare. (laughs) Um, And, you know, look, seriously, sometimes a a scene will be really well written. An episode will be really well written. And you don't find yourself not having to change much at all but you know usually that well those of us who have been there since forever um we have our own way our own speak and and i tweak things all the time mm. all the time and um and most of the directors are happy for me to do it and most of the and the producers are happy as long as you don't change somebody's response or you don't change uh, the actual storyline as long as it is just your character speak that you are tweaking um, and uh, so I tend to do that and and because I've done it for so long mostly it's, it's easy enough to remember. Are there, have there been any big plot points where you're a bit like mm, guys that that's a real stretch that one? Uh, look there has been um, but, you know, you've got to remember it's, it's sort of larger than life. I mean, let's be honest, you wouldn't live in Summer Bay for quids, would you? Because <laughs> there's always something hideous going on. If it's not a tsunami or a sinkhole, there's a terrorist on the loose or there's you know, somebody's being kidnapped. Or So um, you, you, do, you do get to um, 
you know, roll with the punches. But I do remember one storyline just a few years ago where um, because of Irene's uh, past where she had been um, abused in her teens by a family friend, and um, and a, a baby resulted in that, and and um, uh, and the baby was taken away and and, and put up for adoption. Um, so she had all of this backstory going on in her head, and she came home from a wedding to find that her one of her young charges was being had been groomed and was being attacked by this bloke and Irene just lost it and, and picked up a lamp or a something and proceeded to get stuck into this bloke and um, and you know it just turned into this oh, it, was, it, it got really dark to be honest and I just thought gosh it's, it's seven o'clock how are we going to get away with this but of course a lot of it is intimated and a lot of it isn't shown which is good but it's still pretty full on. And, and I think that's probably one of the times I went, oh, gee, Louise. But, you know, I guess in the context of the story and where it led to, you know, regarding Irene finally admitting to herself and to her friends that this is what had happened in her youth, it, it, it um, you know, it had a place yeah. in the storyline. But it was one of those instances where I read it and went, what? <laughs> you want Did- me to do what? Do you actually watch the show when it airs? Like, do you see the finished product of your work? No. Look, after 28 years, love, 29 years, it's actually 29 now. Um, I, um, you know, the last, uh, firstly, I'm really home. And secondly, um, I'd rather watch Bargain Hunt on (laughs) 7-2. That's your guilty pleasure, huh? Because it's just, you know, you're coming down from the day and look, to be honest, Ali, if if there is something on there that I either think, you know, I'll, I'll watch that because I think that was a really good, or conversely, I'll watch that because I think it was pretty dodgy. Mm. Um, uh, I I might try and tune in, but rule of thumb, no, I don't. It's a bit like a butcher coming home and going, right, shall I pop on the Barbie? Yeah, <laughs> you know what true, I mean? true. Um, I just um, I, I just tend to leave it leave it at the office. Yeah. Uh, well, I my guilty pleasure is a soap. I love. I grew up watching Passions and Bold and the Beautiful with my nan and Bess, and uh, yeah, loved watching Home and Away. And I remember actually seeing you at a netball carnival one Sunday with your daughter, and I, I couldn't pluck up the confidence to come say hi. But I get the sense that you're very grounded. What, um, you know, after so long, what kind of keeps you grounded but also confident in this industry? Gosh, uh, uh, grounded, I think, because it is just my job. Mm. You know, I go to work um, most of the time. It's not, you know, I think people think it's glamorous. And, and yes, there are times when you can get, you know, somebody will, will get you all doled up. And, and, you know, you'll get your hair done all nice and maybe uh, you know, a stylist will dress you for a photo shoot or, you know, for a function. But those times are very few and far between. Mostly it's like rocking up at quarter to six in the morning, mm. getting sitting in the makeup chair for 45 minutes, being on set at 7.15 or 7.30 and then 
just, you know, get going through the scenes. Yes, we have fun, but at, at the end of the day, Ali, it's, it's a job. And mm-hmm. so I think that's what keeps me grounded. And I just figure, you know, while I've got my God-given health and my marbles, then I'll keep going. Um, I suspect I'll lose my marbles before <laughs> I lose my health. Um, I'm just so grateful and so thankful that I am so blessed with, like, this gig that has lasted me so long. Yeah. Who knew? And what it's led to uh, write a memoirs and and you said before, tell all. I like to call it a tell most. Um, <laughs> I have actually pulled the pin on a couple of things, but who knows down the track when I'm not being paid to be on a soap anymore, I might spill all the beans. You yeah, never know. Totally. Uh, tell us more about the book. Is there uh, some, some advice in there for young actors? Um, people will get from it what they will. I, I deliberately haven't sugarcoated my life. Uh, because I don't want people thinking I've lived some sort of fairy tale existence because I certainly haven't. Mm. And um, uh, uh, nor have I, I think, uh, I haven't, uh, you know, glossed over the fact that I, um, ha- my faith has played an important role in my life. Mm. And, and it's hard in a, in a world that, you know, I work in and live in. And, uh, and I try every day. To, to be a bit better person, as I guess we all do. Um, I think as far as young actors go, if they could glean from my life to just just follow your dream and follow your heart and don't be disillusioned when you miss, you know, when you don't get the first audition or the, or the 20th audition. If you're really, if you love what you do and it brings you joy and you feel that this is, you know, where you are meant to be, then, you know, pursue it. Listen to that small, still voice that talks to you sometimes and tells you where, you know, where you're meant to be and and what the right decision is. Lynn, speaking of dreams, the director of our newsroom, Anita Savage, has a dream. Uh, In school, she used to act and dance on stage with Hugh Jackman and she's always wanted to perform but never... Audition? She just kind of wants to be discovered. <laughs> I'm wondering, <laughs> do you think you could put a good word in with one of the casting directors? You know, next time you need someone to hold a surfboard outside the diner or something. <laughs> Look, um, I will certainly do that, but she has to join the queue. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of gorgeous beach babes out there. Oh, and she could be one. Hanging to, you know, carry a. Um, a surfboard, uh, to be lying on the sand. You know, sometimes uh, the extras get... Personally, I would rather swallow a hammer than be an extra because it's so boring and tedious, but <clears throat> sometimes they get lucky and they just get to lie in the sun all day. I have been an extra on Home and Away. Mm. I was a part of a cult for a few oh. hours, and you're right. Oh. It, it was pretty boring just waiting. There was it's a lot of waiting. absolutely <laughs> gobsmackingly boring. You know, God bless them. They do a great job. Well, you do too. We love you on our screens every night and the new book, Acting Up. Me, myself and Irene is out now. Lynn McGranger, thank you so much for joining me on Hope Breakfast.
My great pleasure, Ali. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.